episode 50 of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. It's been a while. It's been a nice little break watching some of the World Cup, and I don't think I've looked at um, my FPL app for a while. It had mole grown on it. That's how long it's been. But joining tonight with my co-host, Damo, how have you been, mate? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I um, enjoyed the rest from uh, EPL for a bit and FPL and uh, watched some quality uh, football in the in the World Cup. And, yeah, so happy for Messi. Uh, yeah, so glad sort of France didn't win it because so, I know they, they've already got sort of um, big heads as it is winning the last one. So uh, <laughs> I actually didn't mind Argentina winning. I did, didn't mind at all. So... If it uh, if it couldn't be the Aussies, then uh, Argentina wasn't a, wasn't a bad side to win the World Cup. No, definitely. How did um, Italy end up going? I didn't see. What they did. <laughs> That's right. We'll win the Euros again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I sort of I was um, pretty happy with Argentina winning. I sort of I was happy with actually the final France versus Argentina. I thought it was a, a fitting end to what, for me, has probably been the best World Cup I've watched in a while. I thought it was really entertaining. And, you know, soccer is making it as far as they did. I was uh, quietly optimistic that we would at least get some results. I didn't sort of pick us to do as good as we did. I sort of thought maybe a win and a draw. But, yeah, no, it was a great World Cup. And, you know, as you said, you didn't look at the FPL app, neither did I. I only started doing drafts yesterday. So mm. <laughs> it's the first time I've uh, looked at my app. And, you know, now it's back into the run of things. It's going to be busy. It's going to be headaches. It's going to be <laughs> scrapping well, teams and doing drafts. So I was going to say, yeah. what a week. What a week for uh, the FPL to return. Uh, it's the best fixture of the year, the um, the Boxing Day uh, games. Uh, Usually, usually, I know in past years, Boxing Day games have been quite exciting. So it'd be real interesting to see how how teams line up. It'll be real interesting to sort of see as well the, um, is it the the EFL Cup? The, um, not the, it's not the FA. Um, The League Cup, yeah. Yeah, the League Cup, because it looks like um, most teams are probably going to be running with full squads, given uh, using it as a bit of a a last friendly before the, before the season, sort of season proper starts, so it'd be int- interesting to see how um, people, oh, teams have re- not teams, sorry, but players have recovered from the World Cup, and then obviously the players that haven't played in the World Cup, how they're going to be in terms of form as well. So, yeah, lots to lots to see and lots to um, to watch before the weekend. No, definitely. We might just get into a bit of an update on our podcast league um, before we head into the, the game preview. So in first place, we've got Hungo's 11 on 1,007 points. Second, we've got 360 No Pope, uh, 962 points. And then rounding out the top three is FPL EJ on 958. So some massive scores there. Um, I'm, I think I'm sitting about 91st and you're sitting maybe just a little bit above me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm 73rd at the moment. 73rd, yeah, nice. So um, definitely I've, I'm have i aiming to uh, at least improve on um, what has been a little bit of a disappointing start to the FL mm. season. But, um, you know, it's all in good fun. Um, be interesting to see uh, if I can make some, um, get some points back on, you know, the people at the top of the league there. But we'll get into... Our first game of this week, which is Brentford at home to Tottenham. This is an interesting game. Uh, I know there's a few rumours circling about Tony. Um, I think he just got some more betting allegations, some more charges laid against him. I'm not sure what the go is there, where he, whether he's going to be able to play or not. So it's going to be interesting to see Tottenham. Tottenham might be ready ready to fire. I think Kane, after obviously being a disappointing World Cup for England, I think they would have hoped that they were still there to the, the latter stages of the competition. So, you know, Kane might want to come out prove a point. I think Son looks like he'll be back fit and firing as well. Uh, Kulicheski's back. I think he come off the bench uh, yesterday in the League Cup, so or their friendly or whatever they played. Um, so I think they should be fully fit and firing. I think Tottenham will probably get the win this game, I think. You know, I could see this being maybe a 3-1 win to Tottenham um, and a player probably to look at. Um, I don't mind Doherty. He looked really good in the friendly. Um, probably someone worth looking at, depending on whether he's going to nail down that starting spot. And maybe Son. This could be um, 
I think last year, what was it? He he had a bit of a sort of slow patch, but then after sort of halfway through the season, he hit you know hit his straps and started scoring well. So he's one to look at for me, but I'm probably going to wait at least a week um, on these sort of assets from Tottenham to see how they're going to look um, in the restart. What about you, Damon? What are your predictions, mate? Yeah, so look, I think Tottenham get the the win comfortably. I think it'll be a three nil win for Tottenham. Uh, to me, sort of Brentford sort of look too close, especially if, if Tony misses. But uh, so I don't really have any players from from Brentford that I'd be looking at. But in terms of Spurs. They make me nervous because at the moment in my draft, I'm actually quite comfortable with my, with my team, but I don't have any Spurs players in my side and it worries me that I don't. So uh, Spurs have some really good fi- – they got the first three good uh, – they have good uh, first three fixtures before a double in game week 20 against uh, City and Arsenal. So not the easiest of um, doubles, but it's still a double. Um, to me, I, I want to sort of see – uh, Richarlison's on my radar. So I want to see how yeah. Richarlison comes back into that um, Spurs side. A bit of confidence as well after the World Cup. Uh, you know, I mean, like you, you've sort of said Son Kane, you know, the, it's not been Son Kane sort of all year. I'd love to see how if, if Kulisevsky can continue the form that he had prior to the World Cup as well. So for mine, other than the main two, um, it will be Richarlison and Kulisevsky for mine. Uh, but yeah, I just at the moment I'm quite content with my uh, with my draft. So I just don't know. <laughs> I I like to fit some Spurs plays in my side, but at the moment I just can't. Yeah, no, I'm in the same position as well. Um, I was talking to Matty Day today. Um, obviously, he's talking about their double fixtures uh, coming up. I sort of said, oh, it doesn't look great. But he did point out last season they beat both sides, scored against both sides, and Kane and Son all mm. got returns in those games. So, um, yeah, I I can't see where I'm going to get them in because I've got Harlan and, you know, I'm not going to be running with Harlan and Kane up top yeah. because then I want to sort of invest in the midfield. And Son's probably that little bit too much um, money in the midfield there to be able to sort of have as, alongside Salah. And, you know, I prefer Salah over Son at the moment. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat at the moment. Maybe Kulicheski, if he does show some form, I might be able to move across to him with someone. But, yeah, no, nah, it is a hard um, spot to be in to try and get an asset in. But we'll get into the next game, which is Crystal Palace um, at home to Fulham. Uh, this is actually an interesting fixture for me. Um, I don't want to put the mockers on them because I think last time I said, I think it might have been Palace and um, Leicester, I said it was going to be a, a cracking game, high scoring. I think it ended up like nil all or something. So I'm just going to say it has everything in this game to be a good game to watch. Definitely for FPL assets as well as a Zaha. At the moment, I've got Zaha in my draft, but I am flicking between him and Eze to um, free up a bit of money to then get other players in. So it's going to be between one of those two. I'm going to at least have one in my side. And Fulham, at the moment, I've got Andreas in my side, but a lot of people are getting on Mitrovic as well. So... You know, definitely one to look at. Uh, Viniscus, um, he looked really good before the, the EPL took the break, but I'm not sure about his game time now that Mitrovic is back. So, yeah, for me, probably the only four assets sort of I'm looking at. Um, and I think this game, I'm going to say two all in this game. I think there's going to be goals. Um, I'll probably be proven wrong. It's probably going to end up nil all or maybe one nil to someone. But, yeah, that's my prediction for this game. What about you, Demo? Yeah, actually, I, I was actually thinking uh, to all as well, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be uh, an interesting encounter, um, both sort of attacking sort of sides uh, that can concede goals. Uh, for Palace, uh, as you've sort of said, Eze, I think Eze is sort of the man to get given his price, um, 5.7. You can, you know, can help you enable, uh, help enable funds elsewhere within sort of our fantasy teams so um and he's sort of capable of um getting some returns um i'm actually really interested in fulham so um fulham have been a much stronger uh, side under marco silva um and they have scored 24 goals in 15 games which is the seventh highest in the league so 
Uh, I wouldn't be touching their defence. As I said, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But they do have, obviously, handy options in Mitrovic um, and Pereira to consider an attack. They do have a double. Um, you know, Mitrovic uh, exited the World Cup early with Serbia, so which probably helped him recover with the fitness issues that, it's at, that have sort of hampered him this season. So um, at the moment, I'm actually sitting with two Fulham players, well, those two that I mentioned, um, and, uh, Andres Pereira and Mitrovic in my side at the moment. So, yeah, um, yeah, so that's sort of where I'm at with, with them. But uh, as sort of you've said as well, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Do you Would you entertain Edouard at all if you're sort of only going to play sort of the, the two more premium options up top? Um, even people that are doing bench boost, would you consider an Edouard as a sort of bench option as the third striker? Um, it's it, it's hard. Like, he, he, is Edouard, is he a forward? Yeah, he's a forward, so he's 5.5 from memory. Yeah, see, uh, there's just, there's great options at the moment up forward for not, a huge amount of cost, like my front three, and I'm going to talk sort of talk about it later. But my front three is Mitrovic, Harland, and Wilson. Like oh, I actually have, um, and as I said, we'll go through the teams later. But every player in my side is a playing player. Like uh, talking about bench boost, we can talk about that when I sort of discuss my side as well. Because not that I will bench boost. But I actually have a bench boostable side, uh, given that I have uh, every player uh, playing at the moment. So oh, hopefully, <laughs> if 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 they if they <laughs> if they're named, but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's a hard one. I, I I probably wouldn't with Edward. I think there are probably better options. Um, in sort of that forward or forward position for not much more. So um, yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. No, I just I sort of um, I, he spent a little bit of time in my side uh, this year. I think I used him a couple of times for it when he got a goal and assist. So just yeah, just looking at uh, different options for people that are wanting to bench boost or even people mm. that just you know don't want to invest too much money in that third striker spot. But you know, speaking of Crystal Palace, uh, Wilfred Zaha three goals in his last two friendlies. Um, over uh, leading into the sort of return of the uh, EPL. So, you know, he's in fine form. And I think Edouard's also put a goal away as well in one of their friendlies. So definitely Palace are looking the goods and Zaha just, you know, on penalties, such a valuable um, sort of asset to have. But as we've seen this year, he has missed penalties as well. So it <laughs> can go either mm. way for that one. But we'll get into our next game. So our next game, we've got uh, Wolves and Everton. This is at Everton's home ground. So for me, I'm not buying into Wolves yet. I just want to see a little bit more. I know they um, look like they are going to make some moves in the January transfer window. But at the moment, um, I think Everton's probably got the the players that I want to look at. I'm looking at Patterson, uh, only 4.0, um, good value there, good attacking fullback as well. So I think there's a little bit of upside there. And then I think Pickford, I think Pickford's definitely worth looking at. They've got some decent fixtures coming up and we saw what he can do this year. He's sort of looking like the old Pickford where he makes saves and, you know, he's getting save points. So, Definitely think um, those two options are worth looking at. For me, I think this is going to finish 1-0 to Everton. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I can see Everton having just enough to get the points here. What about you, Damo? Yeah, I'm going to be boring and say it's going to be a 0-0 draw. Um, both teams have been not great, uh, but I think uh, Everton do keep the clean sheet. I think uh, I agree with you in terms of Pickford. I think he's sort of the only option at the moment if you're going to pick anyone from both of these sides. Um, uh, you know, this Wolves side have scored less goals than any other team in the Premier League. They've only scored eight goals this season. So um, it sort of shows a clear indication that they're struggling to score. Um, so it could be beneficial to invest in the Everton defence for um, for the short term. Uh, and, yeah, Jordan Pickford at 4.5. Um, could be an, could be an option, uh, especially uh, especially Everton have conceded more shots in the box than the other team this this season. So it could actually help Pickford in terms of save points as well. 
uh, yeah. combined with combined with the clean sheet potential, you, we could see a big return from Pickford this week. So, um, you know, don't hold me to that. But uh, yeah, given given the how the stars line up, um, we could see a double digit return out of Pickford this week. No, definitely. It's sort of, I didn't think I'd be talking positive about Everton. They've been absolutely pants <laughs> this season. But looking at their fixtures and Pickford, um, yeah, I think even if um, people are doing a bench boost this week, I definitely think Pickford would have to be one of the options for this week because I can see it being a tight game. But we'll get on to our next game, which is Leicester at home to Newcastle. This is going to be interesting um, because Newcastle's defense has been really good. They've kept things pretty tight, but then Leicester. Vardy's back fully fit. I'm pretty sure he scored um, in one of their games just recent as well. So you've got a fit Vardy. Madison didn't play any minutes of the World Cup, so he'll be fresh as well. So I think this could be – I'm going to go 2-1 to Newcastle, but I think this is going to have a lot of opportunities for, for FPL points for managers. Uh, I think people that want to take a punt on Vardy, I don't mind that option because Leicester's fixtures aren't too bad. Um, Madison, I'm probably just going to see how he goes because even though he hasn't played any games at the World Cup, he might be a little bit underdone from listening to a podcast the other day. They say people will think that the players are fit being away at the World Cup and not playing, but, you know, the the squad that was left behind that didn't have any World Cup duties have been playing friendlies and training the house down. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I think you're definitely going to have Trippier on your side. I think he's the best one of the best fullback options, I'd say, outside Cancelo. Um, I think Almiron, a lot of people I see uh, the teams going up on Twitter aren't putting Almiron in their sides. I think you need to have him in the side. He's just proved all season that he can just bang goals in for fun. He's involved in the attack, gets assists. Um, I think a sneaky little pick could be St. Max. He's um, fit and firing. He's had a few niggles, been out of injury, but he had this time off to get his body right, and I think he could be a nice little pickup for people looking for a differential in this this game. But, yeah, for me, the main two would be Trippier and definitely Almiron. Um, what about you, Damo? Yeah, so uh, very similar to you. Uh, I uh, love the Trippier shout, uh, and you were saying he's one of the best. I think he has been the best uh, defender in the game, and Newcastle's great form is really, really hard to ignore. Uh, certainly, from a sort of FPL perspective, uh, defensively they've been fantastic, and uh, they have kept quite a number of clean sheets. So, uh, he, yeah, so Trippier sort of sits uh, as the highest scoring defender in FPL uh, with uh, ninety six points, so so almost a hundred points, which is uh, actually twenty two points ahead of uh, the next best. So he has he's been also first for bonus as well. For yeah, defending. yeah. So it, I think Trippier is an absolute lock um, as a pick. Um, it's funny that you say that a lot of people have been jumped off um, Almiron or uh, the Twitter talk sort of thing. I, I like him and at, at uh, his price, 5.8, you, you can't sort of can't go wrong. He, he's um, he's uh, attacking sort of prowess, can't be ignored. Um, he's already scored eight goals. He's created one assist in his 16 matches uh, and uh, he hit five returns in a row. So... Uh, pound for pound, he's probably been one of the best uh, midfielders in the game. So, and it, and I said he's uh, at a price that um, he's uh, such a, you know an enabling price. It's under six uh, six, six million. So I don't know what what else what more people want. Uh, yeah. Well, he is the top scoring midfielder in the game at the moment, mm, as we speak. So yeah, and uh, obviously I'm going to punt on Wilson uh, myself. Uh, I think just um, him sort of, we know what he can do. Um, pretty sure he's fit now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I he should be. I'd have to he did go away to yeah. the cup. He didn't play. I think he might have played a couple of minutes of uh, game time. But, yeah, no, nah, he should mm. be fine. Yeah, and I'm not completely sold on Leicester just yet. I know, you know, the the norm, you know, the Madison, um you know, looking at Madison, looking at uh, Castagna as well in terms of defence. Uh, Castagna is one that I sort of picked up 
uh, in that sort of ladder end before the World Cup and uh, he delivered quite a number of points for me. So, and I think he's only 4.7 if I'm not mistaken, so he's not overly expensive. Um, yep. If you're looking, if you want to look for someone um, uh, as a defensive option for Leicester. But, uh, yeah, for mine, I think Newcastle win this and they and they win it 2-0. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to see much of a Vardy party this week anyway. So yeah. uh, I think he does come back to form, but uh, I don't believe it's going to be this week. Yeah, no, and he is at an awkward price point, I think 9.1, mm. so quite expensive when you have a lot of other options that you know yeah. are in decent form. But we might get into our next game, which is Southampton at home to Brighton. For me, I think this is going to end in a draw. I'd say score draw. Um, I don't mind the shout of um, Perraud. Um, I saw Matt Day talking about him uh, on one of his videos um, today. So it, he's actually low-key been pretty decent this year. Um, when Southampton have been decent in the games that they haven't been great, obviously he's been a non-factor. But in the games that they've done well, he's looked really good. Um, I'm probably not going to invest in any other asset from Southampton. Brighton, uh, Trossard definitely um, is interesting. Um, McAllister, but I think McAllister's not due back till after. Yeah, um, he's, he's not playing this week. He's uh, He'll be back on the third, I think. Yeah, well, going off his Instagram, I say we're quite busy um, for a little bit anyway, um, celebrating with the wife. Um, but, yeah, Trossard's probably the only pick at the moment for me uh, for Brighton. Um, but then again, there's, you know, better options as well. Um, what about you, Damo? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so um, I think it's going to be one all. Uh, I think both both teams will score. Um, I was really high on Trossard prior to the World Cup, but um, he didn't really light me up in terms of the form in the World Cup. He sort of didn't carry that uh, that EPL form into the World Cup. So, Who did uh, he play for? I don't even know. <laughs> Belgium, I believe. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's, be- yeah, he's Belgian. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, like he's not a bad option. I think he's, is he 7.1 I mean- at the moment? I think, uh, hold on, give us two six. I'm pretty sure he is 7.1, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so 7.1. But, uh, but yeah, I was really highly, like, uh, before the World Cup happened, put him in my side because, uh, obviously, we had the unlimited um, transfers and put him in my side. And But now, um, yeah, I sort of looked at him and I'm like, there's better options at sort of his price point. So, um yeah, it might bite me on the ass, but uh, I uh, don't think I'm going to have any players from either side um, at the moment. So, but we'll see how we go anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't think this fixture really screams FPL assets to me. Um, no. Probably more of a wait and watch and see. But we'll get on to our next fixture, which obviously is the complete opposite. Um, we've got Aston Villa at home to Liverpool. Um, I think Liverpool... I have a feeling that they're going to come good. That might be a little bit of optimism. I know they still have injuries and still have players out, but I think Salah's had a chance to rest um, and obviously, you know, getting away from football, I'd say they would have had a bit of a holiday as well. Um, I think he's going to come back firing. I think Robertson is definitely going to continue where he left up, uh, left from. Um, he had a decent sort of back end of the season before the break. I think Trent, he didn't get a lot of game time at the World Cup. I think he's going to want to improve on what we've seen in the first half of the season. So, yeah, for me, I think Liverpool are going to be um, decent for this second part of the season. I think Salah's a must, in my opinion. He um, he didn't score the amount of FPL points that a lot of people would hoped, but he was always creating chances and he was always in amongst it. So I think Darwin Nunes has a bit of a point to prove. He was a bit disappointed at the World Cup. He's... He's low-key been pretty decent uh, in the Premier League. Um, the numbers will say that, you know, he's been all right. So I think he's got a point to prove as well. So I could see them actually um, doing something uh, in this World Cup. But uh, Sorry, not the World Cup, <laughs> in this uh, start of the Premier League season. So I think 
at least two Liverpool assets, in my opinion, you're going to want. Uh, Aston Villa, I'm probably not going to entertain any of their assets till I see a bit. Uh, Watkins is definitely on the watch list, but, yeah, not any time soon for me. But I think Liverpool will win this game. I think it's going to be 2-0 to Liverpool. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so for, for mine, uh, I, I've got Salah in my side. I think uh, he should he should come back firing, and I think you're right in terms of Liverpool um, coming back and uh, firing up uh, in this sort of second half of the season. I think Liverpool should win this game pretty comfortably. I'm going to go 3-1. Uh, I think Villa will score a goal. So, uh, yeah, we'll go 3-1 to uh, Liverpool. Uh, in terms of assets and, and players, uh, as I said, I've got Salah in my side, but uh, Liverpool, another one that I'm pretty nervous about, um, only having one player in my side. I, I think um, TAA will come back firing uh, up and he he's going to be one that we're going to want back in our sides uh, this season or this second half of the season. Uh, yeah, so... <sighs> There's there's him, there's, uh, what's his name, uh, Robertson for that little bit cheaper. He's 6.8 rather than 7.4. Um, he might be handy to have. And then obviously there's Nunes up forward who we've seen, um, we've seen what he can do uh, with not much of a chance at times. So, uh, and... Uh, if you are looking at uh, Nunes at the moment, with injuries to both um, Diaz and uh, Jota or Yota or whatever we want to call him, um, he's probably <laughs> one player that is nailed in that front line moving forward. So I don't know how long Diaz and Jota are out, but, um, yeah, he proved he can score goals. I think he scores this weekend. And... Um, yeah, so he's probably um, my pick uh, for Liverpool this week. Yeah, I think he scored a double in their friendly uh, the other day as well. So mm. definitely um, can score goals. I think it comes down to um, they just weren't creating as many chances as, as they have in the past. But would you entertain uh, Robertson over Trent if money wasn't an option and you could pick one of the two? <laughs> If money wasn't go with? if money wasn't an option, you you sort of go TAA all day because he's um, shown to prove it, um, not this season but in previous seasons. Uh, but yeah, like I think it just comes down to money, uh, and if you want that sort of Liverpool option down back, I think Robertson's still a good pick, but uh, uh, Trent just. Um, can tick over points quite quickly and can get those double-digit returns very easily as as well. Um, just reading over here as well about Nunes, the last time that they played at Southampton, uh, he skewed yeah, a 13. Uh, oh. uh, oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Uh, in the most recent match against South, <laughs> in his most recent match against Southampton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not yeah, yeah, all good. My bad. Because uh, I'm just reading over here about Nunes. Uh, <laughs> been a while. In your been own a while, world, mate. Bloody know, teachers, eh? Just been a while, mate. Prompt. Been a while. Uh, yeah, he he did score um, a 13 point return and uh, from his two goals and got three bonus. So. Uh, yeah, I think Nunes is the one to have, but uh, if we, can we fit him into our sides? That's the problem. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Looking uh, at a few of your sides, in a circumstance here, um, might be a bit out of the box here, but mm-hmm. people that are looking at Darwin, would you go Darwin um, if it meant you couldn't have Bruno Fernandez, or would you go Darwin over Mitrovic or Neketia or Martial? See, I think Darwin's better than all those players. <laughs> yeah, well, that—that's the. Uh, I think I was in the same. But community. at the same at the same time, though, you can't really compare Darwin to Niketia, Mitrovic, or who was the other one? Sorry, or Martial because he's a lot more expensive than all of them. So when you've got Mitrovic, who's six point eight, and then Darwin's nine point zero, you're really sort of sacrificing quite a bit to get him in. So. It's um it's a tough one. So 
Yeah, I know Darwin's about the same price as what Bruno Fernandez is. So that's also looking at Bruno Fernandez and yeah, Sterling as well. Yeah, Bruno. I know we're going to talk about Man, uh, Man United soon, but uh, Bruno is an interesting one, a very, very interesting one. No, definitely. We'll move on to the next game, which is two shitty little London clubs <laughs> in Arsenal and West Ham. Arsenal and home to West Ham. I mean, this could be quite a tight game. I think um, Arsenal, obviously, still on top of the table. They might come out a little bit defensive. And I think West Ham, you know, this season probably haven't been being goals in like they did last season. So I think this could be a bit of a tight fixture. I'm going to say one all in this game. I think it's going to be a good game to watch for the neutral. It's probably going to be a nervous game for you. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's going to be an interesting game to watch because I'm interested to see how West Ham come back and obviously how Arsenal come back as well. But, yeah, a couple of players to look at. Odegaard, I think, for me, Odegaard's probably the pick of the midfielders. I know Martinelli, there's rumours are that he might spend a little bit of time up top, but I think Nketiah will get that spot uh, this week at least and see how he goes, but... Yeah, for me, I think uh, Odegaard's probably the pick for the midfielders. Um, and then obviously Nketiah, I'm actually rating him. I think he's a decent chance of getting that striker spot while Jesus is out. So um, we saw last season what he could do when he got game time. So I think he's a nice little option there. I think he's six and a half um, from memory. So a nice price as well. Uh, competitive, obviously, cheaper than Mitrovic, cheaper than Wilson. So, yeah, he's a nice price point. Um, but, yeah, I think it could be a tight fixture for me. West Ham, probably not looking at anyone at the moment. Just want to see how they come back. But if they are firing, definitely looking at the likes of Bowen and, you know, maybe Skimaka or someone like that. Um, what are your thoughts, Demo? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit more negative than you about us. Uh, I actually think uh, Arsenal going to uh, beat us quite comfortably. Uh, we haven't really shown uh, any... Any sort of improvement per se, even in the in the uh, friendlies that we've had, I just haven't seen. I haven't seen it. Um, I, you know, we've still got sort of. I'm sort of twin and froing about Moyes myself, but uh, yeah. So I just think it's going to be much of muchness at the moment. I think uh, Arsenal beat us. Um, I'm going to say two nil. Um, and I think Martinelli is the pick of the bunch. Uh, I think Martinelli will end up playing up forward, uh, and he's probably the more than most likely one to score. Uh, and at six point eight million, um, he's already picked up five goals and two assists. And um, yeah, he's probably one of my top picks for game week seventeen. Uh, the other player for Arsenal that I'm looking at is Saliba. Um, he's fairly high up in terms of points. Haven't uh, actually, he's the second top scorer. So Trippier on 96 and uh, Saliba's on 74. So and then Gabriel's on 72 actually. So a few yep. Arsenal um, players uh, in the top three you know, in terms of defensive wise. Uh, but, yeah, so we don't really know how that Jesus injury is going to uh, impact uh, Arsenal just yet, but um, I just don't think West Ham have the, I'm hoping to be wrong. Like, I'm really hoping to be wrong, but just don't think we have the firepower to um, go with Arsenal at the moment and with Arsenal sitting pretty, you know, pretty on top of the table at the moment, um, I think we're going to be in the... Little bit of pain. Um, if I'm going to sort of talk about anyone in in terms of West Ham, it has to be sort of Bowen. Um, he's probably the more likely uh, candidate in terms of getting some attacking returns. Uh, I'd love to see uh, Ben Rama continue sort of that little bit of form that he had. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I just uh, I don't trust Moyes enough to actually play him um, the uh, well, either the full ninety or or uh, close to it. So yeah, I, I just I need to see a bit more out of um, us at the moment before uh, I even contemplate uh, sort of one bringing any West Ham players in, but two um, sort of getting on the getting on the right track. So. 
Uh, our next four after Arsenal look decent, uh, Brentford, Leeds, Wolves and Everton. So uh, hoping you're right, it is a close one for the Arsenal game to give us confidence for the next four. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, you are a little bit uh, negative on your side there, mate, but obviously they haven't done too much to mm. um, make it exciting for you as a fan. But, yeah, I think Martinelli could easily be a, a really good pick, but I'm sort of hoping that uh, Odegaard continues his run of form. Um, we'll get into our next fixture, which is Chelsea at home to Bournemouth. Um, I think Chelsea are going to get the win. I could say they're going to win this. I'm going to go 3-1. I think that um, they've got a couple of interesting picks here. I'm not sure how they're going to line up because I don't mind the look of Sterling, but then obviously Potter's been a bit weird and had Sterling play wing back and just all over the shop. But I think that he's going to play his normal position and I think he's going to be a great pick. I think a lot of people are overlooking him, but I think Mount has got a bit of an injury cloud over him. So I think Sterling becomes the best pick there. Unless Pulisic is going to get some game time, he looked good at the World Cup. But for me, if I'm looking at anyone from Chelsea, it's probably going to be Sterling. Um, maybe keep tabs on James. I think he's going to be back, um, but I'm not sure. And obviously there's a little bit of PTSD from James because I've had him this season for you know not very many returns. Um, Bournemouth, probably not looking at anyone at the moment. But, yeah, it's probably all Chelsea. And also just one uh, uh, sort of debate at the moment, is Mendy going to get the starting role or is Kepa going to be in goals? I know Kepa is flagged at the moment as a 75% chance of playing. So definitely probably worth keeping tabs on because Kepa is very nicely priced. So, yeah, definitely one to look at. But, yeah, for me, Chelsea going to win this game. What about you, Dammer? Yeah, so um, Chelsea is an interesting one. I'm I'm not really too high in Bournemouth at all. I think Chelsea win this game, win it comfortably. I think it'll be 3-0, uh, could even be 4-0, depending on if they have a full complement of players to choose from. Uh, the, the two Chelsea players that I'm looking at, obviously the ones that are flagged, uh, Kepa and James. I know James is close to a, to a return. I know uh, at the time, and I could be wrong, but um, he was in full training. So uh, there is a chance he could start against a pretty poor Bournemouth. Um, and if he does, then uh, at 5.8, again, he's... Uh, He's too much value to ignore. I I might even bring him in this week and uh, just even start him. And then if because if he's not at full fitness, he won't play. So uh, yes. And so so that's sort of uh, in terms of Chelsea. Uh, again, Kepa's um, another one which I know um, when Potter came in, he um, sort of preferred him over. Uh, who, who's the other, who's the goalkeeper for, um, the other goalkeeper? Uh, Mendy. Mendy, Mendy. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so he's another one that at 4.5, you sort of can't go wrong. I will throw up in, uh, Kai Havertz. Um, I know Chelsea's sort of been struggling to maintain any sort of consistency, uh, this season, but, uh, yeah, so, but he at 7.7, uh, his recent two goals for Germany in the World Cup could be a turning point for him. I think he's the sort of player that will come back uh, with a bit of confidence uh, coming off the World Cup. Uh, Chelsea uh, recently lost uh, uh, the, uh, Armando Broja to a long-term injury. So Havertz's minutes probably look pretty secure. So Did he out um, he steals Aubameyang's spot do you think up? Obama Yang starts. I think they play together. Yeah, because Habits can play. Habits can play that number uh, number ten role, and Habits he can also sort of play a little bit. Um, yeah, so he he's an interesting one to have because uh, he can play sort of in multiple positions. So uh, yeah, Chelsea's going to be what watch and see. Obviously, with Chelsea. They do have the um, double game week in game week 19 and 
they do play Fulham and Man City. So Man City's not an easy game, but uh, that Fulham... Actually, the, the next four games for um, for Chelsea, um, not including the City game, so Bournemouth, um, Forest and Pal- uh, Fulham and Palace are uh, probably too hard to ignore. So I know there's couple of uh, Chelsea players that are flagged, but um, I may just bring them in. No, definitely. It's it's a tough one because, you know, you've got Mount, you've got Sterling. Like there's, mm. there's a few options there, but just not reliable options that you can pretty much say 100%, you know, they're going to either play or they're going to be a good option. So mm. it's definitely going to be interesting because they do have some good fixtures. So you at least probably want one Chelsea asset. I'm looking at even Fafana, um, if he gets a nails that centre-back role, you know, he's very cheap as well and he's a decent option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we might get on to our next game, which is uh, my team, Man United, at home to Nottingham Forest. We saw this morning a bit of a taste of what's to come. Rashford having a cracking game this morning. Bruno looking good as well. Um, for me, I think there's a few options to look at here. I think Luke Shaw, um, the back end of the season before he went away to the World Cup, he looked really good. He nailed down that spot. His board delivery was pretty decent. Um, and now we've got Martial back fit and firing, so he's going to have at least a target in the middle of the box there to aim his crosses. I think Rashid, um just shown this morning the quality that he has at the World Cup. He showed some quality as well. So I definitely think Rashford's a great pick. I'm actually looking at a triple up at the moment. I think Bruno Fernandes, if you do have the money, he's a great option as well. He's going to be in amongst everything. He's on penalties as well. No Ronaldo. He's shipped off to Saudi Arabia, so he won't be there. Um, so, yeah, Bruno Fernandes will probably take the penalties back there. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of optimism um, as a Man United supporter heading into this uh, season restart. So I definitely think you at least want one Man United asset at the very least, but I could also see a double up and a triple up being good options as well. Uh, in terms of Nottingham Forest, Brendan Johnson had an absolute field day against Blackburn, but I will repeat, it was Blackburn, the League Cup. They didn't play a full-strength side, whereas you know Nottingham Forest played a full-strength side this morning, and you know they looked really good. But yeah, I'm probably not going to uh, consider any of their options. Not even going to consider Nico Williams at the moment. He's, uh, I think, Patterson's a better option. Um, but for me, I think Man United win this game comfortably. I can see it being 3-0 to Man United, and I can see Rashford and Bruno featuring heavily uh, in this win. What about you, Dan? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, I think uh, I think you're right about Man United. Man United uh, will probably win this game, win it comfortably. I'm going to go, uh, oh, let's go 3-0. Uh, and as you've sort of mentioned, um, I think Fernandez could be a really tasty option at 9.8 million. Uh, he picked up two goals and three assists in the World Cup campaign. He's going to be he's taking set pieces without Ronaldo on this team, and he's likely to, as you said, return to his penalty taking duties. So, with that in mind. Um, and as we sort of saw in previous years without Ronaldo in that side, he uh, was a, um, I won't say must-have, but it's uh, quite a decent player to have in our side. Um, I like your Luke Shaw shout-out um, in terms of almost like a sneaky differential as well. Uh, I think he's only $4.8 million, um, your fixtures, just have a look at your fixtures. You've got uh, Forest Wolves and Bournemouth before a couple of tough games. So uh, potential for clean sheets there, potential uh, uh, potential for sure to even get some attacking returns as well. Uh, and that's not bad for a you know less than $5 million option. Uh, I think there might be a little bit of rotation um, mm. in the Man United side, obviously, uh, through the Christmas period. With, there's not sort of big turnarounds, but, yeah, no, I agree, mate. Sure, uh, definitely could be looking at some decent clean sheets. Yeah, so, uh, and as for uh, who you're playing Forest, yeah. Um, in terms of Forest, I I just can't um, see me bringing the money into 
into this uh, into my side uh they haven't been great like if you desperately need um a cheap enabler you know chucking in williams at 4.0 but uh you know they got united and then chelsea uh back to back so he's not going to be looking at any clean sheets anytime soon um Gibbs White, who is probably one that I um, was looking at given his form coming into the World Cup. Uh, he's yellow flags at the moment. I'm sure he'll play because there's 75% chance of playing. But, you know, he's one that maybe after the uh, Man United and Chelsea games that we look at as a, an enabler is 5.5. You know, after after those two play Southampton, Leicester and Bournemouth, and um, he's shown uh, this season that uh, he can pick up uh, some really good returns. The last uh, two games before the World Cup, he uh, scored thirteen and, and eleven, so uh, both double digit returns. But uh, but yeah, other than that, not much else. Uh, I'm just going to point out um, Marshall back fit and firing as well. He's a mm. decent option up top. Um, just looking at when Marshall's played it with Rashford. Rashford, the last five games, three goals, two assists when he's played with Marshall. So definitely probably something worth looking at because they did look really good, linked up really good today. So um, definitely probably a, a bit of a factor there, um, Rashford playing with Martial in the preseason. They looked amazing together, and that's why there was high optimism for our season. And then um, obviously uh, Ronaldo come back, got the poo-poos, Martial, you know, got injured. So a few factors in um, a bit of a dysfunction uh, up top there for United. But, yeah, with Martial fit and firing, I think, you know, he's definitely worth looking at as well. Um, but heading into our last fixture, which is Leeds at home to Manchester City, um, Leeds did a bit of a revival heading into the World Cup. They looked um, actually really good. So this, I don't think this is going to be a tricky fixture for City. I think City are going to come out firing. I think they want to get a win straight off the bat here. I think this could be 3-1 to Manchester City. I think Haaland, if people don't have him, which you know I don't know anyone that wouldn't have him, uh, he's a must-have. I actually think Foden's going to play this game, um, and I think he's going to be a good pick as well. I think Foden... And Harlan are both going to have a field day. I think Cancelo is going to have a field day as well. So definitely think um, people taking a punt on Foden this week at least. Um, I know there's going to be rotation heading into sort of these Christmas games, but I could see Foden starting this game and I could see him being a good pick. And maybe one to look at is Alvarez, massive World Cup. Um, he's probably not going to feature straight away because he, you know, he just finished playing, but... It's going to be interesting to see what Pep does with this side, whether they're going to push him out wide or whether they're going to change tactics around where they can have Haaland and Alvarez on the field at the same time. But, you know, in terms of leads, probably not really looking at any of their assets at the moment. I think Aronson's always one to keep an eye on. Rodrigo and then obviously Bamford's worth looking at. But, yeah, for me, um, yeah, no assets from leads at the moment. And, yeah, 3-1 win to City. What about you, Dammer? Yeah, I um, think City will absolutely um, slaughter them. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to go 4-0 uh, to City. Uh, is Bamford even fit? Oh, he's a 75% chance of playing, yeah. He's, uh, he's, yellow, he's yellow flagged at the moment, but uh, they... I mean, uh, could be a red flag soon, you know. He probably might trip yeah. over going to the grocery store. We're not sure. Yeah, bit of a uh, bit of the Andy Carrolls about him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, even Melia is a yellow flag. So I think City could, um, potentially do some big things, things in this game. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, three City, uh, players. One, because they're the, one of the best attacking sides in the EPL, but two, uh, they have two doubles coming up. So they've got uh, a double in game week 20 and a double double in game week 23. So uh, load up in on City assets while you can. Um, and as you sort of mentioned, uh, the three that I'm sort of going to be picking are, uh, well, the first two sort of write, write themselves, Cancelo and Haaland. Uh, and then it's just that third spot. And um, I think Foden uh, is going to be a, a decent player. Uh, moving forward uh, in terms of uh, 
EPL and FPL, obviously there's there's the chance of uh, that sort of rotation with him, but um, but yeah, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna risk it with with him and uh, hopefully he starts this uh, weekend and scores a few goals. No, definitely. Would you entertain Bernardo Silva at all? Uh, depending on uh, on my funds, um, if I couldn't afford Foden, then yes, because I think uh, Silver's six point nine. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely um, would be one. Uh, he'd probably be my second option behind Foden, sort of thing. So, because I, I I really do want to keep three city um, players in my side um, for the next four or five games. No, definitely. I like it, mate. Um, well, before we get into our sides at the moment, we might head into some differentials. So for me, uh, the player I'm picking for our bit of differential race for the season, I'm going to say Luke Shaw for me. I think he's a nice little differential this week and over the next three weeks. Um, and definitely think Bruno Fernandez is a nice little differential as well. But yeah, Luke Shaw is going to be my pick for this week. What about you, Dama? Yeah, I'm. Uh, so is this for our little... Um, yeah. Yep. 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 I'm not sure what the standings are. I think we're even. Yeah, memory. we're even or one or what one point different. I'm not quite sure. I'm going to go Kai, Kai Havertz this week. So as I said, I'm going to. Um, I did uh, single him out. So uh, yeah, seven point seven million, especially with um, Brohar being uh, had having a long term injury. I think he starts and he scores, uh, especially against a toothless um, Bournemouth side. Uh, but some bombs out, mate. <laughs> but uh but yeah like other than that um i i like you know callum wilson at 7. Uh, 7.4 versus Leicester, uh and even uh Enketia, uh who's 6.5 uh versus us uh he could be one that uh takes that uh, uh jesus spot um against against uh west ham yeah, and definitely one thing I noted about Arsenal I didn't say is it's going to be interesting to see how they play now with no Jesus because Jesus wasn't scoring, you know, lots of goals, but the way he played, I think, helped them. So mm. that might be a factor worth looking at as well. Like I'm not sure whether that's reaching too far, but, you know, they might not be as crisp and smooth to start the season till they work out how to play with Nketiah up top instead of Jesus. So... That's probably definitely worth thinking in the back of the mind. But, you know, we'll get into our sides. Um, I've made a few drafts. I'll talk about my current side that I have at the moment, but I have made a bench boost side as well because I was sort of looking at it might be a nice opportunity to bench boost straight off the, the bat. But at the moment, my side that I've made, I've got Pickford in goals. I've got Robertson, Trippier, Cancelo and Shaw. Then I've got Salah, Rashford, Almiron, Fernandez, Bruno, and Odegaard. And then up top, I've got Harlan with my bench being Ward, Edouard, Gelhart, and Patterson. Um, I've got the captaincy on Harlan, which will stay on Harlan for this week. Um, what's your thoughts, Damo? What's your initial thoughts on that squad? Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, you've sort of left yourself pretty light on on the bench. Uh, so if there is a little bit of uh, rotation, you might come up a little bit short, but um, I like it. I like it. But, yeah, I might just say my first side that I did um, before I sort of started um, <laughs> tinkering with all these um, players uh, was Pickford, Robertson, Trippier, Cancelo, Shaw, Salah, Fernandez, Almiron, Odegaard, Harlan, and Martial. So, um yeah, that's definitely a side worth looking at. And then obviously I'll bring up my bench boost side, which is, I'll just get it up now. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find it here. No, I've that's got, all right. I've got too many screenshots. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't done much tinkering at all. Like I only did some tinkering just before we've jumped on. But um, yeah. my side stayed pretty much the, the same. But uh, I'll read your bench boost one and then... Yeah, so this will be my bench boost side. Sorry, I'm taking over the podcast if all <laughs> of my um, drafts. But um, bench boost one, Pickford, Robertson, Trippier, Cancelo, Shaw, Salah, Rashford, Almiron, Foden, Harlan, Martial, then a bench of Mendy, Edouard, Andreas, and Kukurea. But Mendy will change to Kepa depending on that. But, yeah, that's my bench boost. 
I was going to say, I think Gray's injured, so it'd have to be someone else. He's not flagged on the, the game, so that's strange. Yeah, oh, I could be wrong, but I read somewhere that Kukurea is um, injured or not playing, but, uh, but yeah, no, I could be wrong. Interesting, it's just, but yeah. It's just, it's just something that I wrote. I want to see if I can pull it up somewhere, but, uh, yeah. Uh, da, da, da. If Kukure yeah. is not injured, what's uh, your thoughts on... Um... Oh, it's not bad. It's not, not a bad side at all. It's not a bad side at all. Um, yeah, well, I'll sort of read over mine and then we can sort of um, have a, a look. So for mine, and again, this is on the premise that uh, both Kepper and James uh, play, but um, I've got Kepper in goals uh, against Bournemouth and then I've got uh, Cancelo, Trippier and James, uh, three-man uh, defensive line. Then I've got uh, Martinelli, Salah, Foden and Almiron, uh, a front three of Wilson, Mitrovic and Haaland, with Haaland being the captain. And then on my bench, uh, I've got Ward, uh, the Leicester goalkeeper Ward, uh, Saliba, Shaw and uh, Andreas, uh, Andreas Pereira. So I've sort of uh, kept my side pretty fluid in terms of uh, being able to uh, mix and match, like if James doesn't play, I've got Shaw on the bench there and, and you guys are playing Forrest and I've also got Saliba there who, who's playing uh, playing us. Um, and then obviously in goals, if uh, Kepa doesn't play, I've got Ward um, playing Newcastle, but um, uh, Ward hasn't been too bad for me this season. So, and uh, yeah, sort of f- future-proofed it a little bit as well with um, Fulham having the uh, double game week uh with uh city having uh the two double game weeks and with arsenal having a double game week uh later on i think in game week 23 so try to sort of load up with uh those players so don't have to make too many changes moving forward uh but uh but yeah like it could be could all be moot point when uh at the end of this round where you know the players end up going terribly, and then and I, and I rip it up and <laughs> start again. But uh, <laughs> but look, at the moment, I'm pretty content with my side. I'm I'm sort of content with running the risk on Kepper and James, uh, given that I want them in my side long term anyway. Uh, and they you know they can't sort of be far off anyway. And I have enough on my bench that um, I'm pretty comfortable with uh, just benching them if if they don't play. Yeah, no, that's fair, mate. I don't mind that. Um, yeah, it's real hard. I've, I sort of, I feel like I'm set on the side, and then next minute I change it. So, um, like I'm even doing tinkering now as I was <laughs> listening to you. So, <laughs> yeah, so like I, I've been pretty set on mine. Um, I did sort of, uh, I was toying around with potentially the double Leicester, um, goalkeeper situation, so I could you know release some funds. To potentially get uh, what's his name? I've got his uh, Trossard, but um, as I said, I'm sort of a bit off Trossard at the moment, so I'm more than happy just to have Andreas in that um, M5 spot. So then I can tinker a little bit more um, with you know, grabbing sort of James in uh, in my side. So yeah, it's uh, look, it's going to be an interesting round. It, it's almost. It sort of almost reminds me of game week one again, uh, where yeah. you just don't know what teams are going to look like. You just don't know so um, if people are you know going to play or be rested or whatever the case may be. So it, there's that little bit of excitement uh, for for us both in sort of an FPL term, but also in, uh, in terms of EPL. Like I, I know, like uh, earlier on, I was sort of a little bit. Not a lot of confidence in terms of West Ham, but uh, but you know, I mean, like then again, this uh, break could have been great for us. You know, gave um, David Moyes, you know, six weeks to sort of get uh, to turn the team around, uh, and then hopefully, you know, we come out firing uh, and surprise and surprise Arsenal. And it's you know, but the same thing like with you guys as well. Um, I know you're sitting fifth at the moment, so you're not actually that bad uh, in terms of um, table-wise. But, uh, you know, there's an air of confidence with Man United, even though what happened with uh, Ronaldo 
But um, so, uh, is it a bit of a, of a relief for you guys now that he's sort of out of the picture? Because it's for a while there, it sort of seemed that he was um, not holding you guys back, but uh, he caused a little bit of angst for you guys. Um, if we sign Cody Gafco, it's going to make it um, a great decision. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't know because Martial, as much as he looks fit, he played good um, this morning. If he goes down again, like Rashford is pretty much our only striking option now that Ronaldo's not there. So I'm sort of I'm, – I'm grateful that Ronaldo's – he's left and he can, you know, do what he needs to do, um, get the game time that he wants, which – you know, he just had to realise that he's not at the level he was at. He still, you know, still could play a part, come off the bench, score goals, start every now and again. But, you know, that's not the player he wanted to be at United, which is fair enough. Um, but, yeah, a little bit of a relief, but also a little bit worried if we don't sign a striker in the, the transfer window, we could be in a bit of trouble. But, yeah, I've heard reports that Cody Gapko is pretty much uh, all but signed for United. So, um, yeah, I, it's a nice little, um, <laughs> I guess, a, a boost for us because he looked really good at the World Cup. But, oh, yeah. I was going to say uh, Ronaldo, yes, you know, he wants to play, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'll tell you one thing, if the rumours are true and he is signing for uh, the, that Saudi Arabian side, Al Nasser, I think in January, uh, he's going to be on some big dollars. Uh, he's uh, it's a will be a two and a half year uh, two and a half year deal worth nearly two hundred million euros, which is uh, three hundred thirteen million dollars a season Australian starting in January. So, yeah. uh, not uh, won't be short of a dollar. To, I'll, I'll tell you that much. I mean, he'll be able to afford to buy a massive safe to put all his money in. So, <laughs> you know, I was kind of hoping that he was going to show off at the Newcastle Jets and uh, uh-huh. a well, ten-game well, uh, stint. But is it uh, is it Ronaldo that uh, his grandparent? I know it was either yeah, Ronaldo. Lived in his grandmother lives in Perth. Well, both yeah, both um, Ronaldo and Messi have links to Australia. So uh, yeah, so. Do you think we could see uh, Ronaldo potentially playing for Perth Glory one of these days? <laughs> Why wouldn't he want to come to the 11th best footballing country in the world? I don't understand it. So, <laughs> yeah. Technically, according to FIFA, we finished 11th at the World Cup for people that are, you know, unaware. Um, shout out to you, Andy Martin, who definitely uh, death rode Australia or World Cup and you got none of your predictions correct and it was nice to see. So um, shout out to you, mate. Um, but, yeah, hopefully I was sort of hoping he would come across. There's been reports that Isco is on his way to the A-League, but I doubt it. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm just hoping we sign a striker in this uh, this sort of transfer window because we really need um, another striker because if Martial goes down again, we've got Rashford up top and that's about it. Mm. Well, uh, well, that wraps up our pod for this week. I might just uh, one little section before we wrap it up, actually. Um, I heard a nice little dad joke, mate, because I know on the podcast over the, over the year, um, you do enjoy a nice little dad joke. So <laughs> I've uh, got one for you, mate. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you ready for it? Yep. Why doesn't Elton John eat iceberg lettuce? Now, before I answer that, uh, would this happen to be a inappropriate joke? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. No, it's, will, uh, will, it's will PG. We get- uh, it is PG. Okay, okay. Uh, why doesn't Elton John eat iceberg lettuce? Uh, I don't know, because he's a watermelon man? I'm, I'm not quite sure. Because he's a rocket man. Ah, uh, well, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that today and I said I had a bit of a chuckle. I'm like, that's pretty smart. I'm like, I know someone who might enjoy this. Yep, yep, yep. I, yeah, I was uh, thinking the wrong thinking the wrong question there. Thinking oh, the wrong song there. But uh, yes, yeah, look, it's 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 not a bad one. It's not a bad one. <laughs> well, um, we might wrap up the pod now. Um, for all of our socials, head over to our Twitter uh, 
FL Amateurs Oz, um, demo stuff, FL West Ham. Um, head over to our Facebook page as well. We um, post every now and again on that. We'll post a lot of links to our podcast. Um, to find our podcast, it'll be on uh, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts. I think we're on iTunes as well. So, yeah, pretty much everywhere. Occasionally on YouTube, we do do live streams, sometimes live podcasts as well. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been nice to be back, Damo. Nice to sort of get back into the swing of things. It's been a nice little holiday away from FPL, but, yeah, we're back in the grind now, mate, so it'll be interesting. And, you know, I'm going to end up taking over as king of the pod once again and things will be back to oh, normal. I was going to say, uh, well, you haven't been king of the pod at all this season and I've been pretty terrible. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, so... I was going to say, you don't have much to aspire to, but, uh, yeah, looking at those uh, lineups that you've uh, given over mine, I think um, I'm going to beat you quite, quite comfortably. <laughs> yeah, mate, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, <laughs> um, we should be back next week with another podcast episode. Stay tuned to our socials. Uh, we might uh, be doing a few live podcast episodes in the next few weeks, but, um, yeah, we'll keep you up to date. But, yeah, till then. Good luck in your tinkering and hopefully it's a nice start to the FPL season again. Thank you.